You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this special Valentine's Day episode of Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Kara Cooper. And I'm Jessica Rush. And today, with our self-love, self-care episode, we have Broadway dancer turned creator of Ziva Meditation, Emily Fletcher. You guys, stay tuned for it because I've done this meditation course and it is a game changer. You won't regret it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Jessica Rush. And I'm Kara Cooper. And today we have Emily Fletcher with us. Hey. Welcome. So excited. This is an episode that I am personally super excited about because I really need some meditation in my life, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, (laughs) Emily has been on Broadway in A Chorus Line, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, 42nd Street, Chicago. She was you know, a busy, busy Broadway Dancer. gal. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is now the founder of Ziva Meditation, uh, which is the leading expert in meditation for performance. Uh, and she also has a book called Stress Less, Accomplish More. That's it. And uh, it debuted at number seven yeah, girl, of that, all books like, on Amazon, which oh is gosh. insane. That was amazing. <laughs> and I'm just super excited to learn from you because I know that I need some of this in my life. And of course, Emily is a mom. Yes. So welcome. welcome. Thank you so much for being oh, here. My, my proudest accomplishment there at the end. There yeah. you go. Aww, yeah. Being a mom. Yeah. Tell us about your sweet boy. Oh, his name is Jasper. He is magical, amazing, smart, strong, kind, funny. Mm. He's starting to put together sentences. He's he's almost 20 months. So and he has a pretty robust vocabulary. Like you have the first 100 words right. book and he's like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, bam, yeah. Bam. He loves it. I think he definitely has a fixed mindset, not a growth mindset, mm. which is mildly troubling. <laughs> like he, you know, if you read that book, uh, I think it's called Mindset by Carol Dwick. Mm. Zwick? I don't mm. remember. We'll, we'll fact check it. Yeah. Um, anyway, there's like people who have growth mindsets or fixed mindsets. And growth mindsets, people don't mind failing. They like learning. They're mm. okay with being wrong. Uh, oh. Fixed mindset people like to get it right. They like to be the straight A student. They like to know what they know. And I am for sure a fixed mindset. Same, like I same love girl. being the same, smartest same. girl in the room. And that's my child. <laughs> I didn't know that, but that we is We literally really, were yes. just talking about this. Yeah. How our kids, when they aren't good at something, 
they just want to give up. They're yeah. like, well, then this isn't the thing I'm going to do. I'm going right. to do something else I am good at. That's right. <laughs> like we have the little blue truck books. I don't know if you know those. Oh, yes. yes. He loves it. It's his favorite. And then I just, I, there was a Spanish copy in the in our playroom. And so I secretly stole it from my playroom. I'm going to return it. Um, <laughs> and um, and they, they said it was fine. I could. It's borrowing. Like a library. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm reading him the little blue truck, but in Spanish, and he hates it. Every time he closes it and throws it on the ground because he doesn't know the words. Oh. I'm like, buddy, you're one. Right. You're like, going to have to get good at learning. You don't know everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, it's, that age is so oh, it's my magical. Gosh. I it's love that age. The, the time from like, I would say like 18 months to three. That was actually, we didn't have terrible twos. So, you know, I love that time. That was, yeah. they're putting so many things together and just the thoughts and the way they begin to express themselves. Yes. Like and the things that come books. out of their mouth. Yeah, like, exactly. What? Exactly. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Well, tell us, Emily, take us back because I know, so I just want to say I, when I was pregnant, I came to Emily for a Ziva meditation and, um, it was a game changer. And it definitely, I remember when I walked in, you were like being, when you're pregnant is like the perfect time to start to meditate. And I do remember, I have to tell a very quick story because but it has to do with meditation. The day <laughs> Just I woke shoes. up, yeah. I I had been meditating. And within two days of beginning my meditation journey, my husband was like, oh, oh, I see a difference. Like he truly did. Now I have fallen off the wagon and then I get back on and then I fall off and I get back on. But it definitely makes a difference. But when I went into labor with Elliot that morning, I had woken, I woke up and I felt like a little weird like crampy and I went and took a shower and then I came back no I meditated first I woke up and I meditated and I kept tr being pulled out of it like I couldn't I, I would get these cramps which I now realize were labor contractions <laughs> um but they weren't like at the same amount of time you know apart and they were here and there but I kept trying to meditate that morning and I kept being pulled out of it and now I know it's because I was in labor but I just think that was so interesting you know and I definitely think that she's a very chill kid in regards to, I mean she's emotional but she's very easygoing in a lot of ways and I wonder just sometimes like because I'm not um <laughs> I mean my husband is but I wonder about when I meditated when I was pregnant with her like what that sent sort of down within my body and just mm -hmm. I'm such a stressed person that um it has to have helped. It has mm -hmm. to have helped to just sort of calm my body while I was you know, growing her. Yeah, it, it's but. huge. There's actually a book called Origins uh, by a woman who won, I, I want to say a Pulitzer, but we, again, we can fact check that. She has a TED Talk as well. And she talks about how every single thing, every meal that you eat, every meditation that you do, all of your sur surroundings when you're pregnant are sending postcards to the fetus. Mm -hmm. And it's it's trying to educate this human on what life is going to be like once they exit the womb. Oh, wow. And so they've done now two pretty massive uh, research. They're not experiments, but just studies, uh, basically after 9-11. So it was mm. thousands of women who were pregnant yeah. in New York City at the oh, time. Wow. And the effect of that stress and trauma on those kids. And then also there's a famine in... Denmark, in a, somewhere in oh, Europe. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so there was thousands of women who were experiencing a famine mm -hmm. while they were pregnant. And so they looked at the effect of that stress and trauma on those kids. And the first time we've had in recent, you know, uh, 
recent history where science has, you know, has where it's more, you know, yeah. more complex tools, um, we've been able to study lots and lots of women who are pregnant. Anyway, long story short, this is no surprise to anyone, but stress is very, very impactful to the baby and to the mom. It can lead to low birth weight. It can lead to early delivery. It can lead to cognitive impair. Um, because when you're stressed, your body is flooded with adrenaline and cortisol. And then the baby is preparing for a stressful world. And now conversely, when you meditate, your body's flooding with dopamine mean and serotonin, which are bliss chemicals. And so the baby gets to soak in that bliss. Mm. And so it's like, oh, world is fine. I'm safe. Mm. I'm going to be okay. I can adapt. I can learn. And um, it's so, and also something that I learned is that when you're pregnant is the best time to adopt a new habit as an adult mm. because your brain is changing so much. You know, do you, oh. know, you guys have you had the matrescence woman on? Uh-uh. There's a woman who wrote a book called Matrescence, which mm. is basically saying that when you're becoming a mother in that postpartum period, your brain is changing as much, sometimes more than it did in adolescence. Wow. And so anyway, she's she's making some waves in the space. And then there's a meme going around that's like postpartum depression is just a totally normal reaction to the circumstance. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, let's be honest. So mm-hmm. what led you to tell us your journey of mm-hmm. how you found meditation and created did Ziva and mm-hmm. yeah were you meditating while you were performing I mean you're gonna go into all of it but I'm super curious about it all. I was meditating during my very last show so I was on Broadway for about 10 years and my last show which was the Chorus Line tour I was meditating but Chorus Line Broadway I was not meditating and Chorus Line Broadway was the worst job I've ever had in my entire life I still have stress dreams about it mm. and then I learned to meditate I had four days off in between Broadway and the tour and that's when I learned to meditate and then Chorus Line tour was the best job I've had until Ziva. Um, so anyway, my job on Broadway was to understudy Sheila, Val, and Cassie. No, not Cassie. Thank God I did not understudy <laughs> Cassie. I understudied. That's my stress dream, by the way. Yeah, it right. really is. Thank I get oh, yeah, for Cassie, Cassie, but I've Cassie. never oh been taught it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Last night, interestingly, I had a dream about Chicago that I got thrown back on as Hunyak because that's what I played in Chicago. Mm. But I was wearing no makeup, no red lipstick. I was wearing like a mom outfit. Uh, I had my kid with me <laughs> and I was on stage and they were like, you have to leave. Like, what are you doing not here? Not sexy. Like, you got to go. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, my so Broadway, I was understanding Val, Judy, and Sheila. Mm. There it yes. is. Mm-hmm. And I was a very good Sheila. I was basically hired to be Sheila. I was a decent Judy. I was a terrible Val. Mm. And that's when I that's got the on TNA throne. one. That's just TNA for those who y'all. don't know. And <laughs> I'm like, girl. and I'm like five nine. I used right. to be a model. Like no one's believing that I got a boob job and suddenly I started working. You know, it was right. just like it, didn't, right. it just it was not yeah. a good fit. I couldn't compute. sing it. Like it just didn't make any sense. And I got and I was on all the time, halfway through the show, all the time. And so that anxiety, that stress, led to me like rocking myself in fetal position, listening to Eckhart Tolle on repeat, having not full blown panic attacks, but that anxiety led to insomnia. Couldn't mm. sleep through the night for eighteen months. Mm-hmm. So Started going gray at 27 years old, which is not a great look on an actress. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, not that there's anything wrong with going gray, no, but you know, maybe yeah. not in your 20s yeah. <laughs> when you're on Broadway. Right. So show girl. Uh, and then I started getting sick and injured. And so I just thought, like, this is not my dream. You know, I thought it was going to be martinis with Liza at Sardi's. And instead, it's girls complaining about their bun- bunions eating right. tuna fish out of a can. Yeah. And me having, like, Which panic is- <laughs> Which is more the reality this for anybody listening. So it is not yeah. martinis with Liza at Sardi's. <laughs> that is all real, what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> and so, anyway... 
this amazing woman was sitting next to me in the dressing room. Her name is Dion Zanotto, if anybody knows her. She's now in Australia. She's now a meditation teacher. Um, but she was crushing it. She was understudying five leads, oh including Cassie, Ooh. and crushing. Every song this woman sang was a celebration. Every dance she danced was a celebration. She'd be like, oh, it's so easy. Every bite of food she ate, she'd be like, oh, this is sensational. And she is, in fact, Australian, as you can probably tell yes. by my bad Australian <laughs> accent. And at first I thought it was just because she was an Aussie. And I'm like, oh, all of you Aussies are happy. <laughs> and then I was like, no, this is extra. And I said, what do you know that I don't know? And she said, I meditate. To which I promptly rolled my eyes and was like, oh, God, one of you. And then I just kept sucking at my job, going gray, having insomnia. And then I felt so embarrassed about my performance. And I, this is fun because I can go into this. People will understand this. Um, you know, it's just so embarrassing to be on stage in a leotard in a downlight with 2,000 judgy gays in the audience sucking at your job, knowing that you're sucking. And then the stress of sucking just makes the performance worse. Mm -hmm. And it was just this downward spiral. <sighs> and so anyway, long story short, I learned to meditate. It cured my insomnia on the first day. I slept through the night for the first time in 18 months on the first day after I started my class. Then I stopped getting sick. I didn't get sick for eight and a half years. I stopped going gray. I'm 40 now. I have like two gray hairs. I was legitimately going gray in my 20s. And I stopped getting injured. And then I, I just started enjoying my, my life and my performance. Mm -hmm. And I thought, why does everyone not do this? I left Broadway, I went to India, and I started what became a three-year training process to teach. I was not in India that whole time. I'm not that hardcore. But my training was very hardcore. It was thousands of hours of apprenticing. It was hundreds of hours of transcribing books by hand in Sanskrit. It was about 18 hours a week of meditation. And it was, Oof. and so it was not a joke. And uh, anyway, since graduating, it's been the best thing I've ever done. I've taught 20,000 people to meditate. Amazing. My book has sold 50,000 copies. Yeah, damn, girl. The paperback is coming out on February 18th. Awesome. And we are deep. Oh, this is exciting. We're deep in research and development for a kid's course. And <gasps> I was I, yeah. You said the thing about sleep. And I, I mean, it's different, but I have an autistic daughter and she doesn't sleep very mm. well. We're really, really battling it. And I was mm -hmm. like, if there is a way I could teach her meditation, maybe mm. that would help. I don't know. How old is you she? Know? Six. Six. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So we're going to have three different age groups. The Ziva Kids is going to be four to seven. Pre-teens will be eight to 11. And then the teens will be 12 to 16. And I'm deep, deep in research and development. We're working with an Emmy award-winning writer from Sesame Street. We're working with a Harvard professor of childhood education. We have two doctors, including Dr. Shafali, who's been on Oprah eight times. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm really, I think this is going to be the world's best kids meditation That's training. I'm amazing. So and what an incredible tool it. to arm your children with going out into the yeah. world. Like whenever, like if life is getting stressful and you feel like you can't handle it, you have this tool to, to lean on. Yeah. Um, which I personally need to learn more about. So <laughs> educate us a little bit more mm -hmm. on what meditation can do for you, what the process is. Obviously you're not going to teach us how to meditate through this podcast, but for someone curious about it, who knows mm -hmm. nothing about it, how would you describe that process? Yeah. So when I started teaching however many years, nine years ago, it was, I, I had the luxury of taking people from zero and being like, oh, this is meditation. And so I could just, they could come to it with virgin eyes and a virgin experience and be like, go from nothing to, oh, this is meditation. Now I actually have a harder job where I have to take people from thinking that meditation is an app on their phone mm. and educate them into this other 
possibility. Right. Uh, you know, for me, meditating with your phone is like having an AA meeting in a liquor store. It's like, why on earth would you <laughs> try and meditate in the belly of the beast? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I have a you know mild social media addiction. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you pick up your phone to meditate. And you're like, oh, goodbye. 20 <laughs> right. minutes gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, um, the style of meditation that I teach at Ziva is a trifecta of mindfulness, meditation, and manifesting. So the three M's. And most of the apps, the YouTube videos, the drop in studios are teaching what I would call mindfulness. And mindfulness is great. It is powerful. I would call it the art of bringing your awareness into the present moment. So anytime someone tells you to just, well, you could meditate in one breath, just take a breath. There's That's mindfulness. When people say, oh, cooking is my meditation, they're saying I'm mindful when I cook. When people say that exercise is my meditation, they're saying, oh, I'm present when I'm doing exercise. Mm. All great. All relaxing. Yes. But mindfulness is very good at dealing with your stress in the now. It's a state change. Like my boss yelled at me. I got thrown on midway through the show. I got really stressed. I did 10 minutes of headspace when I got home. I feel better in the now. State change. The meditation portion of the Ziva technique is getting rid of your stress from the past. It is a trait change. It is healing you on a cellular level. Now, what do you mean stress from your past? I mean every single time you've ever launched into fight or flight, it's left an open window on your brain computer. And by the time we're about 20, the average adult has about 10 million of those open windows on their brain computer. They're called premature cognitive commitments or PCCs. And those things are making us stupid, sick, and slow. And stress is being called the black plague of our century. Uh, According to Harvard Medical School, stress is responsible for 90% of all doctor's visits. Mm. And that's not just like, oh, I got mud on my pants from the bus today. That's not one day's stress. Mm. It's the accumulation. It's the backlog of stresses in our nervous system. That's what's slowing us down. And that's where Ziva really gives you this massive return on investment. So you're investing your most valuable resource, which is your time. You know, I mean, if you're working, mom, come on, time is like more precious than gold. And so I'm asking you to not spend your time. I am asking you to invest your time in meditation. And I think that only a ding dong would spend their time, but only a ding dong would not invest their time. So what I'm promising with Ziva is a return on your investment. So you give me 15 minutes twice a day, you're going to have three more hours of productivity. You're going to have much more efficient sleep. You're going to get sick less often. Your sex drive is going to be higher. You're going to have increased creativity, more intuition. You're going to be in flow state more often. You'll be more fertile. Your recovery time will be faster. Your memory will be stronger. You can increase your IQ by 12 points. Like it's, you can increase your brain elasticity. Like brains of 50-year-olds show up as brains of 30-year-olds after years of meditation. You can decrease your chances of being hospitalized by 47%. Like it's it's out of control how many yeah. things meditation can do for you. And I know that I sound like a used car salesman and most people no. are like, how can meditation do so many things? It's like, well, the better question that we need to be asking is how can stress mess so many things up? Yeah. Whoa, well, yes. even just you ding, talking ding. about stress, just mm-hmm. like I felt my shoulders creeping up because it's just so much a part of the ether of our world. Mm-hmm. There's no escaping it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, like when you talk about 20 minutes, I'm like 20 minutes to escape from it all. That sounds like a <laughs> vacation <laughs> sign me up yeah. <laughs> you know yeah and and i'm gonna do a really bad sales pitch right now because i wish that it was an escape you know i wish that mm. meditation was an escape and some of it is you know there are some if you want to and that's why people love the guided stuff on their phones because it's like oh someone can just someone with a hot english accent can whisk me away and have me think about waterfalls and that's great 
but again, that's more of a state change. What Ziva's doing is that it's giving you almost like a nap sitting up, which sounds nice, and that is nice. And you are flooding your brain with dopamine and serotonin, which does feel nice. But here's the paradox that happens. Once your body feels safe enough, once it knows that it can access that safety internally, well, hold on to your effing hat. Because then that lifetime of stress starts coming up and out. Mm -hmm. And that's my job. That's my job as a teacher is to help you through that. I've been through it myself. I've helped, like I said, 20,000 people through it. It doesn't scare me anymore. And so I just like to be honest about that because if people are coming to it just for an escape, then they're very sorely disappointed because <laughs> they're like, wait a minute. I didn't I didn't want to feel my feelings. Right. I don't want to process my parents' divorce. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to forgive my sister. And then you're like, sorry. Like, the um, only way out is through. That's right. There's It's better out than in. Yeah. The only way around is through. Yeah. And so there is a period. It's not forever, but for a lot of folks for the first few weeks and sometimes even months, it's, it's uh, it gets a little messy. Yeah. But it's something that I think is really interesting and what I learned and I, it's so, it's fun to sit here right now and watch Kara sort of hear all these things, having been through this myself and know just how great it really is. Like how it's it was life changing. And when I do it like I should on a regular basis, I feel different. You know, even when I just can do 20 minutes once a day, if I can start my day with the meditation, I approach the whole day in a better place. Mm-hmm. I know that I can feel it firsthand. And it's wild. But, you know, what's interesting is that when people think about meditation, you think about and you've spoken to this, but um, in class, but like clearing your mind and yeah. clearing your thoughts. You don't clear your thoughts. Like I, I have to say, just now when you talked about like taking the vacation away for twenty minutes, I could probably count on just two hands the amount of times where I was so deep in a dive that I did feel like I went away. Because for the most part, I sit there for those twenty minutes, and my thoughts are constantly going and I'm constantly trying to get back to my mantra and I feel like, well, what did that do? You know what I mean? Like I sat here for 20 minutes and all I did was like, think about what I need to do and my to-do list and blah, 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 and tried to keep coming back to it. But there are, I mean, in those moments, whoa, it's you guys really windy. It's <laughs> the wind is really picking up out there. We're also like in the skies. It feels like we're in the middle in the of wind. the yeah. storm. Yeah. It's really um, we're on the 40th floor, you guys. So this like rainstorm is crazy. Um, no, but I, what I feel is I try to think about that. There still must be something to those days, like those days when I really can't, where it feels like I haven't done anything mm-hmm. that that still counts. Right. Yeah, so yeah. let's do some real-time triage. Oh, okay? no, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I think this is going to be helpful for you, but also for helpful for anyone who's ever meditated and felt like a failure. Mm-hmm. Anyone who ever thought that the point was to clear their mind and they sat there and like, well, I was just thinking about my groceries and my kids and my show and my auditions. And mm-hmm. so this is, this is going to be probably engraved on my tombstone. We meditate to get good at life, not to get good at meditation. We meditate to get good at life, not to get good at meditation. And you yourself just said, when I do it, it's a game changing. When I do it, my husband notices a difference. Mm -hmm. When I do it, my kid is more relaxed than I am. Mm -hmm. When I do it, life gets better. And yet I hated the effing meditation, right? So we meditate to get good at life, not to get good at meditation. It's not a vacation. It's a a purging. It's a catharsis. And thoughts are an indicator that stress is leaving the body. 
And I noticed how many times you used the word try when you were talking about your experience. I'm just sitting there and I'm trying to meditate. I'm trying yeah. to come back to the mantra and I'm trying to go deep and I'm trying this and I'm trying mm -hmm. that. Well, we got to get a little Yoda here and we got to say do or do not. Mm, there is no, no try. try. Yeah. You meditate or you don't meditate. We don't try to meditate. Mm. It's just like you don't try to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. You don't try to meditate. You just sit there. You sit mm -hmm. there like a lazy person. I mean, this, I'm talking to Jessica now specifically she's because she's been, been through, through the training. <laughs> so she has the tools. She knows what's happening. And now the trick is really effortlessness and ease, mm -hmm. surrender and trusting your body. And what I've found is that when you have those shallow, thought-filled, active meditations, the more you resist them, the more you try to go deep, then you turn the mantra into an anchor. I'm sorry, a propeller, mm. keeping you flo floating on the surface, mm. feeling like you're failing, mm. versus if you just sit there and let it be an anchor then it de-excites the nervous system and that cycle starts just as it's designed. Okay, mm -hmm. all right. The other thing I wanna just, in case people are freaking out about 20 minutes, <laughs> in the book and in Ziva Online, the practice is 15 minutes twice a day. <gasps> hey, oh, hey it's gone down. Got back 10 hey minutes of your life. Although, <laughs> and the other thing I wanna offer is that, let's say, cause, well, it's just that for parents, for new parents especially, the program is catch as catch can. Mm -hmm. You take all the rules that you learn in the course and you throw them right out the window and you just do it. If, it, if you just had coffee, who cares? If it's too late at night, who cares? If you just ate, who cares? Like you just do it. Let it be messy. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Yeah. You know, you I just, remember you saying yeah, that. Just yeah. get it in. Yeah, you were like, once you have a kid, like just in new mom, I mean, anytime you can do it. That's right. Um, I mean, that's the mantra for new motherhood in general. Like just get it in <laughs> yeah. whenever you can because <laughs> there is no. So I just want a real talk here. When I, after I had my son, I didn't meditate for a month. A whole month. What? I, me, Emily Fletcher, meditation teacher to 20,000 people. <laughs> one whole month because I had a brutal postpartum. And if I had 20 minutes, my body would just fall asleep. Like yeah. the, I could not sit up and meditate. And I actually think my body needed to be stressed. I think I needed that cortisol and adrenaline through because I was in war zone. Yeah. I need to yeah. stay awake yeah. 24 hours a day. I had to be, I had to be stressed. It's, yeah. So that's a really great segue. Cause one thing I wanted to ask you was, have you noticed a difference pre Jasper and after Jasper with your meditation, with your own practice, just sort of, you know, yeah. how that's affected you or. I mean, it definitely changed certainly in that first month. And then uh, after my second month, I think I was meditating once a day. And then I went back to work two months after he was born. And then I got back into twice a day. I have the amazing luxury of having a nanny. And so I usually meditate either before he gets up or after she gets to mm -hmm. work. And so, or my mom was with me for the first four months. So mm -hmm. when my mom would come over, then I would meditate. But a lot of people are not in that situation. A lot of people choose or, or don't choose, but don't have help. Mm -hmm. And so I get that it's really tricky. And I think if you're a single mom, like God bless you. I think Ooh. if you are have twins or both, you know, two small kids, I think it's much more challenging. I think three adults to one child is a great ratio for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of that, <laughs> that ratio. <laughs> um, and so it's honestly like once I got through postpartum, it's been relatively easy for me to commit. Um, also, I meditate at work, you know, so when I'm right. working, I'm right. meditating with yeah. a group. And when I have my staff meetings, like we take a break at 4 p.m. and we all meditate together. And so I, I think if you have a job job, like meaning that you leave the house, 
it's actually easier to meditate at work than it is to meditate at home oftentimes, especially if you're a solo caregiver. Um, I, the other thing is you could just utilize naps. You know, as soon as they go down for a nap, you meditate. Even if it's only 10 minutes, you do 10 minutes, then you shower, then you clean the house. Mm-hmm. Great. You're going to enjoy the shower and clean the house more efficiently if you have meditated first. Did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you feel when you were pregnant? Oh. Was like How was that? Great. Yeah. <laughs> I had a dreamy, dreamy pregnancy. It yeah. was I loved it. I love, love, love being pregnant. I miss it. It was so fun. I felt great. It was yeah. ideal. And I meditated two, sometimes three times a day. Because when you're pregnant, you can meditate more because mm. your body's burning up so much energy growing a human. And so you, can, you can't meditate too much when you're pregnant. Mm. And, and I think that was, I got pregnant really easily. Like fertility was a dream. Pregnancy was a dream. Labor and postpartum is where I walked through the fire. I think everybody's going to walk through the fire at some point, mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. fertility or pregnancy or labor or postpartum. Or once the kid is born. Um, But for me, it was labor and postpartum. But the other thing I'll say is that I launched the book when Jasper was seven months old. So I was breastfeeding through a book launch. And, you know, you mentioned that the book debuted. It's number seven out of all books on Amazon. That was not an accident. That was 11 months of very hard work. My my team, we had like a 17-tab spreadsheet. I reached out to everyone I know. I was on every podcast. (laughs) I was live streaming all day. I mean, begging my friends to mail. Like, we we hustled. And so to be nursing every three hours through that book launch was the hardest thing I've ever done. Oh, my gosh. And and I was very aware of the hypocrisy when I was like, I'm stressed right now. I'm stressed <laughs> while I'm releasing a book called I'm Stress Less, <laughs> Accomplish More. I mean, and so I just had to kind of laugh at it and be like, this is a chapter of my life. It's not going to be forever. Yeah. I'm willing to hit it hard right now. And then, you know, thankfully, my life has gone back into balance, you know, mm-hmm. after that. Um, but but that's also a great for listeners to hear that like it wasn't all rosy while you were doing it that yeah, you know yeah. it, there were some sacrifices yeah and when I there. started the book I started the book way before I got pregnant so you you can't time those things sometimes no. so yeah. uh, they were both immovable deadlines <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it you you said you can't meditate too much while you're pregnant mm-hmm. can you meditate too much yes. when you're not yes so a lot of people are like well can I just do it if if twice a day is good, can I do it five times a day? Yeah. And the answer is no, because like I was saying, the meditation portion of Ziva is getting rid of that stress from your past. So it can very much create a healing catharsis, almost a purge, an emotional and physical detox. And if you start doing more, then you're crying in the corner and you can't leave your house. It's like that unstressing, yeah. that detox happens too fast. And the then you're not good at life. Mm-hmm. And the whole point is to get good at life. Right. And so you, you don't want to go too fast. The exceptions to twice a day would be if you're pregnant, Pregnant, sick, flying, or not sleeping. Okay. So, because those are all very, you know, hard physical demands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Not sleeping. It's so good. I mean, I remember you talking about how you, when you meditated, when you fly. I remember when I really wish I could meditate when I fly, but I have a child yeah. to deal with. Yeah. Um, so there's oh, no none of that. And that's sleeping. when you ask the biggest change. It's flying because when I yeah. fly with my son, I, I used to jet lag used to not be a thing for me. Like I could go to Australia, no jet lag. Now when I fly with him, it's a nightmare. I'm like, how does anyone do? That? Right. No, I know it's it's crazy yeah. because I remember you saying that you would get on the plane and start meditating, and you would meditate like the whole six hour flight cross country sometimes, yeah. which is crazy and amazing. Oh, I mean, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would do like 20 minutes into a nap and then I'd wake up, you know, maybe yeah. watch a TV show, right. meditate into a nap, like just luxury bill. Uh, yeah. Now it's like stickers. Oh my God, please <laughs> bubbles. If I've, I think I've flown by myself twice mm. since one back and forth to a place without children. And I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. 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 I, I get to be on a, 
on a, a, a moving object where no one else needs me. All I have to do is watch TV and read books yes. and sleep. Like yeah. this is, I could just do that and not go on vacation. Yeah. Right. Just fine. <laughs> I think I saw Laura Benanti, our mutual friend post. She was like, five minutes at Starbucks alone feels like a day at the spa. Right. <laughs> yep. But that's why that Lisa Guido once said, she's like, you know, you're a parent when a trip to the dentist feels like a vacation. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like that just, is real life. Yeah. Real life for sure. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Um, how do you balance being a mom and running Ziva? I mean, you said you have a, you have a nanny, which is, I'm sure, beyond helpful. Yes, but I feel like I interrupted you. You were going to okay. tell a flying story. No, that was it. I was going to talk about how you had said that you had. F- I can't meditate when I fly because I always have Elliot with me. It seems like okay, but um, no. I just remember you saying in class like that you were like I meditate it. I start meditating yeah. and then I keep going. You mm-hmm. know, so yeah, no, that was it. Oh, so how, how do I balance? Yeah. What was the question? How do you balance? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making sure I'm balancing the right things. Yes, motherhood uh-huh. and running, and Ziva. running Ziva. I mean, you've built yeah. this. You've built this brand. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is amazing. You've been on like, I mean, I know you've been on Good Morning America and the Today Show and everywhere, and you've taught people at Google and you've taught people. I mean, you're making it happen, girl. I mean, like hardcore, and it's amazing. And how does that balance out, or the the, the juggle and the struggle? Yeah. To be honest, it's been a lot easier than I thought. I was when I was pregnant, I was scared that I was going to have mom guilt all the time because mm-hmm. I love what I do and I love my company. I mean, Ziva is a child. Mm-hmm. I have birthed this thing from nothing and I love it. And I think it's really important and I know that it is my my life's work. It is my mission on this planet. And of course, Jasper is the love of my life and I want to spend every minute with him. And so Thankfully, it doesn't feel like mom guilt, but it does feel like I have two loves. Mm. And so when I'm at Ziva, I'm I'm actually more productive because I'm just like, let's go, let's right. go, mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. let's execute. Because then I'm running home to be with him because I'm so excited to see him. And then when I'm with him, to be honest, like I'll occasionally feel the draw to my phone of like, maybe I should just check this email. Maybe I should just check in. And sometimes I give into it. But largely, I'm having so much fun with him. Like, I'm so present with him that I'm able to really be with him. Um, Now, my schedule, um, he's sleep trained. Like, he sleeps about, dream case is 9 to 9. Theoretically, it's 9 to 9, which is, I've chose later because I work at night, not Mm -hmm. dissimilar to Broadway folks. But if he slept 7 to 7, I would never see him. Mm. And so we go 9 to 9, and then I normally get up around 8. And so I'll meditate, brush my teeth, shower in the morning. And then be with him at nine. Usually my nanny comes, uh, sometimes I'll have her come like at nine or 10. Mm. And then she's there until seven. Um, And so, but the cool thing is I oftentimes work from home. 
So I'm like in between podcasts, in between yeah. meetings. Mm-hmm. I'm just going and playing with him or like seeing him in between. So I'm not gone out of the house from nine to seven. So right. that's really great. Um, to be honest, I would love like dream case magic wand scenario. I would like for it to be more uh, fluid. Like I don't love, I know that for someone else's health and sanity, you have to set the hours, you know, where it's like, right. you know, you're any sort of childcare, like they have to know, they have to own they, lives. Yeah. But for me, nine to seven is, it's like too many hours. I don't want to be away from him for nine mm-hmm. to seven, but my work is so weird. I work right. on the weekends. I work at night, kind of always working and never working. So that's right. been a little tricky. Like I'd love to have 24 hour care, right. but I could just be like, Hey, can you just peace out for the next six hours? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because you are Ziva. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, so if, if you're not out there putting, putting the word out then I mean yes your book is helping now and there are things you obviously that in, you have a team of people but you are the you are Ziva mm-hmm. so if you're not doing it it's not happening and people aren't seeing you so yeah. you have to go do all the things you have to be the one did, did that come did creating Ziva come immediately after you learned meditation were you like I'm going to create a thing I'm going to create mm. something that people can learn from or was that a slower process well pretty quickly after I learned, I mean, when I saw how quickly it cured my insomnia, I I was, I'm that kind of person, like once I find something that works, I want to shout it from the rooftops. I want to share it with everyone. And so I did very quickly know, oh, I'm going to teach this. I just thought it'd be way later. And then I went to India just, actually, I think this is a cool story. So my second city on the Chorus Line tour, I was in Los Angeles and I knew there was a bunch of meditation teachers in Los Angeles. I was doing some searching and I found someone. I said, hey, do you have any group meditations this week? He said, yeah, Wednesday night, come on over. So I show up 6.30. I drive from downtown LA to Venice, which is not short. (laughs) And I show up and it's just him and his girlfriend. And they're like, come on in. I'm like, well, this is not the group meditation experience (laughs) I was really looking for. And uh, I said, I have my my purse on my lap. I'm meditating one eye open. (laughs) And finally, once I realized they're not like serial killer people, I like drop, close my eyes, I drop in. Afterwards, I open my eyes and I see this, I don't know if it's a photo or a painting or what, but it's a bridge with a light at the end of it. And I said, what is that? And they go, that's Rishikesh. And I was like, what's a Rishikesh? And they said, that's this town in India. We do this retreat every few years. Are you coming? And I was like, no. And I looked at the bridge (laughs) and I looked back at him and I said, yeah, I'm going to go. So cut to six months later, I'm in India. We would meditate at sunrise on the banks of the Ganges and we had to cross this bridge. So the first time we're crossing it, I stop in my tracks and I see the sun rising on the other side of the bridge. It's the exact same snapshot from the photo in this guy's house. And I start sobbing, crying. And I know that the me in that moment is going back to the me in Venice and saying, you have to come here, you have to teach this. And so that's when I decided I was going to be a teacher. But even still, I thought later, later, later. And so I just kept learning, 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 started studying the Vedas. And then I moved to L.A. And to be very honest, I moved to L.A. because I thought, well, I want to do more TV and film. Mm -hmm. And then when I was in Los Angeles, I ran into a teacher that I had met in India. And he was a pretty well-known meditation teacher. But he kept having this voice that was saying, act, act. Mm -hmm. You need to be an actor. Mm -hmm. And so he reached out to me and he was like, hey, Emily, would you be willing to train me as an actor but privately? Because he's like, I can't take an acting class. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay. So I started working with him in an acting capacity. And then he told me he was starting a teacher training. And so I was like, I want to do it. So I called my mom, I called my boyfriend, and the next day I started. So um, I know it sounds... 
Sounds like I was just like in the caves in the Himalayas the whole time. And I did spend some time there, but really I was working in a vodka tasting freezer in Beverly Hills. Oh my God. And then like I was like slinging That's vodka till the two real, in real the morning. Right there. And then when I was, I was in like a 28 degree vodka tasting freezer. And, and so I it was like a vodka sommelier. But when I wasn't taking people into the vod box, I was transcribing books by like by hand in Sanskrit at the hostess station. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Such a weird existence. But and you know but what? You made it happen. You, that's the thing. It's like, it was so powerful with Within you, the drive to do this was so powerful that you, I mean, you've left an entire career that you had, that you thought would be your career mm -hmm. for life, I'm sure. And so I just think that's amazing. I, I mean, to have something come and be pulled to it in such a powerful way and know like, this is what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. This is the legacy that I'm supposed to leave. We is, talk about that all the time, like wanting there to be this like higher force that pulls you towards something. Cause we're all sitting at this table because we all have been involved in theater and that was a, a higher force. It was a force that pulled us to New York City yeah. to do what we did. And I think for a lot of women in our industry, when they're looking for what they're going to do after they do this, nothing, <laughs> nothing feels pulls. the same. Nothing pulls in the same <laughs> yeah. way that Broadway called yeah. our name, right? Yeah. So it's incredible. I just yeah. get so inspired and excited when yeah. I see somebody who has found the thing mm. that fulfills that void you and know I'm a little jealous yeah I mean, honestly honest. it Not is the thing that I am the most grateful for because had I left acting if I was moving away from acting versus towards meditation mm. I probably would have mourned it for the rest of my life mm. and that doesn't mean I didn't mourn it like when I was meditating 18 hours a week and I mean talk about unstressing talk about detox mm. I mean every sadness you've ever had starts coming up and out I remember this one morning I was living in LA and I was watching the Tony Awards like on my laptop on YouTube the mm. next day because I was I couldn't watch them live because I was working and I was just sobbing crying mm. I mean like convulsing crying just so sad at mourning the loss of my identity as an actress and I really thought that that would be it. But then the hilarious paradox was that even after I had quote unquote left acting and I was well into my teacher training, I got a call from Bayark Lee and she goes, Bayark, you know, yeah. everyone yeah. knows Bayark, okay. yeah. needs no extra introduction. And, you know, I had played Sheila on the tour and this is sadly after Marvin Hamlish had passed and she asked me to perform at his memorial concert. And I thought it would be, you know, 200 Broadway performers in a church. Mm -hmm. And I was like, of course of course. And so she asked me to sing at the ballet, which is apparently Marvin Hamlish's favorite song. Mm. And so I show up for rehearsal that morning. First of all, there was a rehearsal. Okay. Yes. Second of all, uh, we're in there and on the God mic is Mike Nichols. Oh my God. And Mike <laughs> Nichols says to me, uh, Emily, can you just bring the microphone out with you? Because we don't know what Liza's going to do. And I was like, Liza <laughs> Manelli? <laughs> and he goes, yeah. And so I was like, cool. And then I go up in the dressing room and we hear this voice come over the loudspeaker. And I said, who is that? And they said, oh, that's Aretha Standin. And I was oh. like, Aretha Franklin? <laughs> I call my husband because he was like, no, I'm not going to a dude's funeral that I don't know. Oh, and, I, and so I call him and I'm like, babe, you, you are, are coming, coming to this. Yes. <laughs> and then as I walk out of the, of the dressing room, there's a star on a dressing room and it's number one and it says Barbara effing Streisand. No! Oh my God. <laughs> so that was the last thing I ever did. I was sandwiched oh, in between wow. Liza and Aretha. Oh, and what a like, way to go out. Are you right? Like, drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That's yeah, amazing. It's like I'm Incredible. never topping that. Incredible. <laughs> well, we're coming close to the end, but I just wanted to touch on the self-care for mothers. Like, have you, I, I know that on meditation is a great tool, but is there, are there any other tidbits you might have to impart on those listening who are just trying to get through the day to day? And, yeah. you know, people say self-care and you're like, when the fuck do I have time to go <laughs> exactly. get, you know, a pedicure? Who's going to watch my kid? Bah, 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 bah. So yeah. any insight to that? Lots of it. Yeah. So I think first conceptually, we have to agree that if we are stressed, 
that our children are going to be stressed. If we are sad, our partners are going to be sad. Like we have to let go of this martyr idea that I can just give and give and give and give and sacrifice myself and not be happy and be exhausted and expect my family to not feel that. Mm. I mean, that old adage of like happy wife, happy life, it's true. Like you, you cannot pour from an empty cup. We have to fill ourselves up. And that doesn't need to take hours and hours and hours. You, know, you don't have to do a full hour-long workout and then 40 minutes of meditation plus your massage. You, you know, like right. I get it. You have to be strategic. And sometimes you have to be very economic with your time. But I love the seven-minute workout app. It is seven minutes, and it's high-intensity interval training. You can do it in your house with no equipment, and just wake up, pee, do the seven-minute workout. So, you know, for so for you, Mm -hmm. let's say, okay, well, it's twenty minutes of meditation. Well, I just kind of gave you permission to do fifteen, right? So now for two more minutes, you got a seven-minute workout, fifteen-minute meditation. That's way better than just scrolling through Instagram and seeing like how sad you are that everyone else has an amazing life and not (laughs) you. And it's like, what are we doing? Like my no, I will sit and scroll, and Mm -hmm. then I could have been doing that. Yeah. yeah. And so it doesn't have to take a lot, a lot of time. And like I said earlier, all the rules about meditation, you can throw them out the window, especially for new parents. Um, the other thing is I'm a big fan of delegating and outsourcing. And I get that that is a luxury that I have now financially. But even before people think they have the means to delegate or to outsource, I would I would want to, I would say challenge that assumption. Is there something that you can ask your partner to do? Is there something you can ask your coworker to do? Is there a way for you to, you know, get with a neighbor and say, hey, can you watch the kids? I'll go grocery shopping for both of us. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like a way to kind of be more communal in this thing um, so that we don't feel like we're having to do everything by ourselves. It's not natural. We should not be doing this stuff alone. We we need to be more communal. Um, And then, so seven-minute workout app is good. I have a great smoothie recipe that I can share with you guys. Is it on your website? I'm sure. We can link. (laughs) We're going to link all of this information. Yeah, books that you, your book first and foremost, but Mm -hmm. the books that you talked about already, but anything Mm -hmm. else that you want to share, we'll put on our Facebook page so people can reference it very Mm -hmm. easily. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, oh, the other tip, and this is the woman that wrote Matrescence. She... It says, like, utilize your commute. Like, I have never done my makeup at home. I always do it in transit. Mm. I, I could have been going to, like, a pilot audition to be a series regular for a pilot, mm. and I would do my makeup in the car on the yeah. way. Not safe. Don't do this at home. Don't try this at home, kids. Um, but it's, like, utilize the transit time uh, versus, you know, just use – it feels like every minute of the day counts. But rather than letting that stress you out, what if you think about yourself as a superhero, you know, mm. and being like, how – economic can I be with my energy? How mm. economic can I be with my time? Um, I should have something more. I know I have more, but the seven-minute workout one is coming big and well, strong. Well, I think seven-minute workout is because I think that working out, I mean, Kara, Kara and I both feel this, but for sure, like for Kara, working out is like... And you said it earlier. You said workout is my meditation. Workout is currently my meditation. It's when I get all my ideas. It's when I feel the most creative. It's when I feel the least stressed. And it's also... I go through my day much better after I've done it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the endorphins, it's chemical release, it's all of that. But yeah. clearly I need to get into no. the meditation no. as well. Um, Here's the thing. But if meditation and exercise feels like a superpower then. Yeah. Like I went and did SLT, my whole team. I love SLT. Oh, it is hard and good. Girl, I love but it. But I took my whole team on Monday before our staff meeting. And normally when I work out, it's like Pilates or yoga. It's not very high intensity. And seven minutes of, of you know, seven minute workout is great, but it's not going to give you the full endorphin right. rush mm-hmm. that, you're, that you're enjoying right now. But meditation plus that hard workout. Oh, and I was like flying high. Yeah. And I got so much more done that day. Yeah. I'm much yeah. more efficient um, mm-hmm. with my time. It's funny, you said something and both Jessica and I looked at each other and like locked eyes like, uh-huh, when you talked about 
when you are working and you're away from your son, how much more efficient and uh, productive you are. And this is a common theme we have had with all of our guests that when you are working and you're working on something that you're passionate about and you're super involved in, the time away is so precious because that's time away from your child that you find yourself so much, you are a superhuman. You're able to do so much more in such a finite period of time. But it sounds like meditation can just up the ante and just make yeah. you that much more focused. And because um, yeah, your, your brain gets stronger, your brain gets better. Amazing. Um, but there was something I wanted to say about that. Mm. This is hilarious. I'm like your brain gets better when you meditate, but it, real talk, it's just now right, the time. Now is the, the time. She's gonna drop the truth uh-huh. bomb. Okay, so I didn't meditate this morning because when you know I said my son really sleeps from nine to nine, mm-hmm. and so I woke up actually at eight forty, and I was like, perfect, exactly enough time to meditate. And then he was awake, and I saw him on the monitor, and he was just so cute that I just decided to get up and hang out with him. So I chose so, to hang out with him, but then my day was like a hot mess. <laughs> I left my wallet at home, so I went to pay my taxi driver, and I didn't have a credit card, and then I used the app on my phone. Anyway. So I'm, I'm paying the price right but now. But I love that you walked in and you were so honest and you're like, I didn't meditate this morning. I'm right? a mess. And this is what it is. So lesson learned, everyone. Exactly. Get on board, y'all. Thank you so much, you Emily, so much, for Emily. coming. Uh, this was so helpful. And I mean, I, like I said, I meditation is a game changer. It really is. If it's something that you're interested in, obviously look up Emily and her book and everything. There's all kinds of things. But um, I'm here to tell y'all, it's the it real works. deal. I mean, and like your, your enthusiasm too is so contagious, exactly. but it's like, and that's what, you know, that's yeah, what drew me to it. And it's awesome. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much. You so talk fun. about like, you were like, I'm like, I use Carl Sussman, but you're not because the way that you talk about it is so impassioned. Yeah. And I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Like I'm looking at you, you're relaxed. You're even though you didn't meditate this morning, but you are the embodiment of what you're trying to sell. So I think that, and you're not trying to sell it to us. You're trying to help everybody. And that's mm-hmm. what comes through. So it's incredible. And I can't wait to do it. I'm yes. so excited. Yes. I'm like, get on my phone to order that book right now. So <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. Special shout outs to Rachel Spencer Hewitt for our fabulous graphic, Kristen Anderson Lopez, Bobby Lopez, and Justin Ward Weber for our awesome theme song, our producers Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, and of course, the Broadway Podcast Network for bringing us to you. If you like what you're hearing and you want to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and of course, subscribe and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.